0: 10-5 stands for Relay. So that's just what I'll do to begin this October 5th edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. According to one source for dubious holidays, today is National Be Nice Day. And perhaps you might do something to also commemorate World Teachers Day. This also may be an occasion to educate yourself about your mental health on National Depression Screening Day. No matter what, consider breaking into dance to honor National Get Funky Day. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I'm going to do all four. In today's edition, a Suffolk man is in police custody after an alleged abduction and strangulation in Charlottesville last night. A deadline is soon approaching for new applicants for Albemarle County's tax relief program for the elderly and disabled. Albemarle County is one of several hundred localities in the Mid-Atlantic region with a customized climate change outlook. The final funding will soon be in place to build a section of Charlottesville's Meadow Creek Trail. And Charlottesville City Manager Sam Sanders outlines his work plan and says he does not regret his decision to temporarily lift the hours of operation at Market Street Park to allow overnight camping by the unhoused. In today's first shout-out, this week is Digital Inclusion Week, and Ting is proud to join the Regional Digital Equity Coalition partners in working to address barriers to digital equity. With so much of our lives online, access and affordability to the Internet is crucial. To make connections, the coalition is distributing Wi-Fi hotspots, providing digital skills training, handing out laptops and tablets, and coordinating the development of a digital equity plan. For their part, Ting is offering premium 1-gigabit fiber internet at no cost for local residents who qualify through the Affordable Connectivity Program, or ACP. That's one of Ting's offerings to not throttle internet speed for low-cost customers and to genuinely have a notable positive impact on the community for those who need it most. You can visit their frequently asked questions in a link in the newsletter to learn more. A man who allegedly attempted to abduct a woman last night on Cabell Avenue in Charlottesville is now in custody. James Robert Allen of Suffolk has been arrested after a 15 hour search. Here's Charlottesville Police Chief Michael Kochis. Charlottesville Police Department officers were called to respond to a disorder and found multiple vehicles and trees struck by the suspect. Officers responded to the area and located a female victim who had reported that an unknown male had strangled and abducted her. The victim was treated at UVA, UVA Medical Center. A press release reported that the victim is currently in stable condition. Overnight, police identified the suspect in social media reports and stated that he was wanted for abduction as well as strangulation or suffocation. Koches said CPD appealed to other law enforcement agencies for assistance. Resources to include air support, canine, and other technology was brought to bear within a very short period of time. Allen will now be charged with the crimes after being taken into custody in Louisa County. Cochus thanked the community for sharing the Facebook post, which he said was sent around 1,870 times within two hours. The beginnings of local government meetings often come with announcements about various topics. The next two stories come from the beginning of the October 4th meeting of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors. Albemarle County has had two consecutive years of large increases in property assessments, putting the squeeze on many homeowners. The budget for fiscal year 2024 increased the amount in the budget set aside for a relief program for the elderly and disabled by 16.2%. The October 31st deadline for new applicants for the program is approaching, and the county is trying to get the word out. There was an announcement at the beginning of the October 4th meeting of the Board of Supervisors. Here is Supervisor Ann Malick.
1: Forms can be downloaded or requested by phone to be sent by mail. Also, applications can be begun in a phone interview with finance staff, and they will assist with completing, answering questions as you go and completing the application. Then verification forms and signatures can be done in the office to complete the process.
0: There's a link to the form in the newsletter if you or someone you know may qualify. Here's a list of eligibility requirements. Property owners must be at least 65 or medically determined to be totally and permanently disabled as of December 31st of the prior year. The applicant must be the title holder of the property as of January 1st of the current year. Total combined income for the prior year must be below $83,850. The total household net worth must not exceed $250,000 as of December 31st of the prior year. And the property cannot be used for a business. How has a changing climate affected individual jurisdictions on this country's east coast? A coalition of Mid-Atlantic universities, the RAND Corporation, and a federal agency have produced hundreds of individualized profiles with facts and figures about various effects. The Mid-Atlantic Regional Integrated Sciences and Assessments Program, or MARISA, is funded through the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and includes the Virginia Institute of Marine Science at the College of William and Mary. In 2022, the MARISA group unveiled profiles for communities in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Here's a section from the profile for Albemarle County. On average, Albemarle County sees four days per year in excess of 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Within the next 50 years, Albemarle County can expect a yearly average of 26 to 48 days above 95 degrees Fahrenheit, with associated increases in cooling costs, reduced air quality, and heat-related illnesses. Supervisor Diantha McKeel passed out the profile for Albemarle to her colleagues on the Board of Supervisors, including Samuel Miller District Supervisor Jim Andrews.
1: Uh, I find it a really nicely put together summary of the effects of shifting seasons, changing temperature patterns, changing rainfall patterns. And uh, to go along with that, uh,
0: if you go to engage.albemarle.org, you'll find a a request to share your extreme weather-related experiences. The link for that survey is in a link in the newsletter. There are similarities between all of the various Marissa community climate profiles, but here's one unique detail given for the center of the metropolitan statistical area. Charlottesville summers are getting hotter, and this is intensified by the heat island effect. For years, the city of Charlottesville has been working to connect its network of trails north of the U.S. 250 bypass. On Monday, Charlottesville City Council held the first reading of $800,000 in funds from the Virginia Department of Transportation through their Transportation Alternatives Program. Here's Chris Jenzik with the city's Parks and Recreation Department.
1: We have been working on constructing a trail from Greenbrier Park over to Mickey Drive. Uh, this is a large chunk of that trail system.
0: The Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation has also contributed funds, as have city taxpayers. Genzik said VDOT contributed this amount of funds in order to get the project completed. So it's
1: $800,000 more money to put into this large two bridges and trails that connect that whole system behind Seminole Square up to Virginia Institute of Autism and over to Greenbrier Park.
0: Janzik said design and engineering needs to be completed for the project, and he said the project should go to bid in the near future. This project was called for in the Meadow Creek Valley Master Plan adopted by Council in 2013. A copy of that plan is available on the website of the Greenbrier Neighborhood Association. <laughs> You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second shout-out, this may be the weekend to find a new tree for your yard or garden. The Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards maintains its own tree nursery, entirely run by volunteers. They plant saplings obtained from the Virginia Department of Forestry and other sources and nurture them until they are large enough to be planted out. This Saturday, the Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards will hold their latest sale from 10 a.m. to noon at the Virginia Department of Forestry at 900 Natural Resources Drive. They concentrate on native trees, some of which are hard to find from commercial sources. They will have large trees from bald cypress to white pine, medium trees from Allegheny serviceberry to white cedar, and shrubbery from arrowhead viburnum to winterberry. For a full list, visit their website at charlottesvilleareatreestewards.org. Prices range from $6 to $15. That's the Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards Tree Sale this Saturday. affairs in Charlottesville can be likened to a game of chess, one of the most important pieces is the city manager. Sam Sanders has been in the position for two months after a string of interim managers, those who didn't make it a year and one person who never even showed up. Here is Sanders at the October 2nd meeting of city council.
1: In July when council identified me as the choice to serve as the next city manager, I made a few observations about Charlottesville that I think are important for me to restate tonight. Charlottesville is consistently punching above its weight class. That makes us exceptional when comparing efforts to cities three and ten times our size. I noted that we are striving to make a difference in the lives of all of our residents, and I'm emphasizing all. I acknowledge that we absolutely do have two life experiences in our city, and we must continue to bridge that divide.
0: Sanders said his decision to lift closing hours in Market Street Park on September 20th was not done under duress, and that he consulted Charlottesville Police Chief Michael Cotches before making that move.
1: I actually made the decision to protect our officers and the unhoused. I did not want to subject any of them to any additional interaction that could go terribly wrong. And I wanted to give our chief the opportunity to fully assess the situation, which has now been done.
0: For information on that, take a look at the story about the press conference that Chief Cotches had last week. Sanders called the situation in Market Street Park uncomfortable, untenable, and unsustaining and understands that many are disappointed. He's received a lot of angry messages.
1: I've been told to tell people to get out of the park. Give us our park back. I don't care where they go. You are focused on the wrong thing.
0: Sanders says it will take the whole community to solve the problem of homelessness.
1: I understand that we have never had a comprehensive plan for addressing homelessness. I now commit to seeing that one gets built.
0: Sanders said he's heard frustration from staff about initiatives that were laid out but never implemented. He said he's heard criticism from the unhoused about the various providers of support services.
1: And while I don't believe everything that I hear... I want to take those concerns to those individuals, and I want to talk to them about them, and let's figure out how to fix that, and let's how to continue to focus on continuing to help the people who need them.
0: City Councilor Michael Payne said he's received many emails from people asking for Sanders to be disciplined for his action. And I want to say affirmatively, we are not going to do that. After that, Sanders presented a work plan to guide what he'll do between his hiring and the end of July, two thousand and twenty-four. He said it will be tied to the City Council's strategic plan with frequent updates on metrics.
1: Council adopted nine strategic outcome areas and a commitment to JEDI, justice, equity, diversity and inclusion.
0: The work plan lays out specific actions that will be taken in each of the 10 areas. Under justice, equity, diversity and inclusion is an action item to implement critical community-based interventions.
1: That's Marcus Alert, Alternative Response Team, opioid abatement. These are big things. We got information from the state that doesn't tell us exactly how to do those things. We have to figure those things out.
0: The plan also shows who will be responsible for each action item. The interim plan for the Marcus Alert system will be overseen by Deputy City Manager Ashley Marshall and the Human Services Director. The Alternative Response Team work will be overseen by Chief Conchis and the Social Services Director. The opioid abatement plan will be worked on by Fire Chief Michael Thomas, the Human Rights Director, and the Director of the Police Civilian Review Board.
1: When you, the community, take a look at it, then ultimately I hope that you will find that everything that we've been talking about is there uh, in some form or fashion.
0: One item on the plan is the development of a homeless intervention strategy. Sanders said the phenomenon is the number one problem facing local governments across the United States.
1: I've identified an internal work group and I've asked Ashley Marshall to lead that effort because I think it's important for us to make sure that we can go where we need to go on that issue. And that means we have to go deep. There's a lot to be done.
0: Sanders said the strategy will have short-term, medium-term and long-term action items.
1: And Market Street Park has consumed the conversation, but it's not really the short term. It really isn't. There's some real serious short term things that need to be done. We need to identify who can actually operate a shelter. That's number
0: one. Sanders said night shelters are expensive to operate, and the city needs to understand the various needs. One midterm action is to identify a space.
1: But I'm not running to do that at this moment because I don't know how big that facility needs to be. And I don't know if it's one, two or three facilities because in the population there are differences amongst what the issues are and we need to address them.
0: Sanders said Albemarle County will be the regional partner because he does not believe outlying counties will provide support. Already, the two localities funded extension of the overnight shelter at the former Red Carpet Inn until it was time to move on, with two new facilities on that site that will be run by Virginia Supportive Housing and the Piedmont Housing Alliance.
1: There is no quick fix. There's no simple answer. There's no easy solution. It is going to be painful. The community has to appreciate that. It is going to hurt to be able to deal with this in more ways than
0: one. Sanders concluded his remarks by stating that the closing time of Market Street Park will be restored in the future, and the current situation is temporary. One task underway at the moment is to determine if Pacham can begin their season earlier than usual. Many steps will be necessary to address the issue. And we're
1: trying to figure out what is the best way to do it with dignity and to make sure that the individuals land in a better place. That's the point of any effort that we should
0: undertake. Sanders had the support of the five councilors who selected him to succeed interim city manager Michael C. Rogers. Here is City Councilor Leah Perrier.
1: No one wants to live
0: outside. No
1: one wants to sleep on a sidewalk. No one wants to be cold. And Mr. Sanders does not want that for anyone whether you're on the property of
0: Market Street or anywhere else. I will have more from the City Council meeting in future editions of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'll also circle back to the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors meeting. There's so much material. Thank you for listening to this point where I get to talk until that stilly bell rings. edition is more like the kind of newsletter i would have put together in 2006 when i was briefly news director at wnrn at the time i was also trying to figure out what to do with the charlottesville podcasting network i am grateful for the 11 years i had at charlottesville tomorrow to learn how to work the municipal beat and to strive for excellence now i've been at this work as an independent journalist for over three years implementing a vision i've been developing for providing information about local government rooted as a local myself while this is a business this subject matter is what i deeply care about and why i'm dedicated to working as hard as i can this is how i get funky all i ask is that you consider a paid subscription and if you decide not to at least share the work with someone else my hope is to keep going until i can grow to a point where this is a daily publication seven days a week And if science ever discovers an eighth day, I likely still won't rest. Thanks for listening. See you next time.